Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. How's it going, everybody? This is Andy McCullough from The Athletic here with Pedro Mora. Also from The Athletic, you are listening to the Scribe the Summer show about the Los Angeles Dodgers. Pedro, how's it going, man? What's up, Andy? I'm just watching baseball over here. Yeah, getting ready for the playoffs. How are you, man? You know, I've been uh, I've been uh, trying to avoid getting under the weather for the past few days, and I think I'm going under the weather. So uh, not thrilled about that, but uh, we'll see how it goes. Oh, no. What's happening? I just feel like I think I have a cold, so... Um, which, you know, normally is not a huge deal, and uh, in a year like this one is uh, a little bit more alarming. So we'll see. Yeah, have you been sleeping well? Uh, well enough, I guess. I mean, I don't sleep well to begin with. My cat wakes me up very early in the morning. Anyway, no one cares about this. Good luck to you, man. Thank you, man. That really means a lot. The Dodgers have won their division. Are they officially the one seed? They clinched the division and the one seed at the same moment. That's great. That's great. So they will host... A game? At least two. Wednesday. Wednesday. Oh, man. I am so aware of what is happening. Yeah, Monday's an off day. The AL's on Tuesday. And both, yeah, okay, both leagues are on Wednesday. Got it. Got it. We're all locked in here. We're professional journalists covering baseball. We're ready to go. I think six different teams who, in various incarnations, the Dodgers might face in the first round. And I thought it might be interesting to kind of think out loud about which of those matchups they would most prefer, which they would least prefer, uh, which are really, there's no difference. They don't particularly care either way. So I'm going to give you these six teams, Pedro, and you tell me if you were Andrew Friedman and Dave Roberts and Clayton Kershaw, all three people at once, which of these teams would you most want to see in a three-game series and which would you least want to see? So here we go. Ready? The St. Louis Cardinals, the Miami Marlins, the San Francisco Giants, the Cincinnati Reds, the Philadelphia Phillies, and the Milwaukee Brewers. Who would you most want to face in that first round? The Miami Marlins. You've been kind of holding up the Marlins as like the 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 primo bad playoff team, I guess, for a while. I think it's important to remember that, like, I mean, if you had to guess, like, on, on March 12th, like, how many wins did you think they were going to have this year? That's a good point. Like 64? 65, yeah. 70 maybe. I don't know. I would have 100% taken the under on 70 wins. I understand that they they added some talent. Like Starling Marte is a good player. I understand that they've played okay. But their run differential is not good at all. Their 500 ball club. What about them is good? I guess, you know, like it would be kind of annoying to see Sixto Sanchez. I mean, then again, I'm looking at his numbers now. I think it would be worse to see Jack Flaherty, you know, or Zach Wheeler, or Aaron Nola. Or Sonny Gray, or Trevor Bauer, or Devin Williams out of the pen. Yeah, that seems reasonable. The, the Marlins. Yeah, and then I would go with uh, the Giants, probably. The Giants is the most, the team you'd most want to see. It's the second most, yeah. Okay, okay. And now that's interesting because, like, there they is this... They haven't played that well against them, yeah. 
Yeah, there's like this, uh, I don't know if it's like, uh, you know, sort of standard issue, like Giants had geography, you know, that like, oh, the Giants, you know, they play those Dodgers tough, or it's just like they see each other a lot and some games are close or whatever, but like, yeah, I mean, it does seem like they play a, a good bit of tight baseball, I guess, against them, and the Giants can hit a little bit. They're not an awful team, by no means. I think there's a fairly significant gap between the rest of the ball clubs that they would have to face. I guess, you know, I haven't examined the Brewers that, that closely, but it, it might be them. I think I was going to say the Brewers third, but it they might be second. I don't know who is really having a good season over there. I can tell you who their most productive hitter has been. I'll give you three guesses if you're not looking. I am looking right now. So. Okay. Can you see who it is? I guess Ryan Braun? No, it's former uh, West Virginia Basketball Player of the Year, Jed Jerko. Oh, yeah, I actually did notice that the other day. Yeah, what? A, that's a weird one. Super weird one. He had, like, one hit for the Dodgers last year. Doesn't that happen, like, every year that there's a guy who comes up to a playoff team, like, doesn't play at all, and then you look up the next year and he's, like, a two-and-a-half win player? Mm-hmm. Or am I just, like, misremembering, no, I think that's, you know, the that's last a, couple years of Lance Berkman's career? That's a traditional. <laughs> well, Lance Berkman got in shape, man. He worked out at Ross Stripling's workout place. They, they told me all about the, the details of how he got in shape. Cardinals Lance Berkman, you mean? Uh, yeah, like the the year that he was like almost done, he he finally started working out, lost a bunch of weight, gained a bunch of muscle, and then like hit like a thousand OPS. Yeah, yeah, he was with uh, he was with that the Yankees, Yankees team in mm-hmm. 2010, and it was like, oh, that's cool, they got Lance Berkman. He's just about done. He showed up next year with the Cardinals, and it was like, oh no, Lance Berkman is Lance Berkman again. He's really good at baseball. I think that was the year he got in shape. Yeah, though. Yeah, eleven. That makes sense. Yeah, so the Brewers, like, I think Keeson here is a good player. I think Kristen Yelch is a good player. I think that uh, that's about they can, it. They can pitch um, a little they bit. They would be annoying mm-hmm, in terms mm-hmm. of how, you know, they would like Corbin Burns would throw like four spotless innings or whatever. They played the Dodgers pretty tough in a playoff series that you, you know, fans might remember. And Woodruff has gotten, both Woodruff and Burns have gotten better since then. Um, they have your favorite, Brett. Anderson, Devin Williams is, is the most dominant pitcher in baseball this season. Brandon Woodruff has hit a homer off Clayton Kershaw. That's true. That did happen. So, yeah, I'm going to rephrase. I'm going to take them second and then the uh, and then the Giants third. You know, I don't necessarily think Donovan Solano is good, but I think Mike Yastrzemski is, and uh, and I'm, I'm going to take them. Brandon Crawford's actually having a, you know, oh, it looked better when I last saw it like a week ago, but he's having an okay season. This was like the prototypical Brandon Crawford season of the mid-aughts. Like the, uh, you know, like 2013, 2014 Brandon Crawford, guy who plays all the time and has like a 750 OPS. That's a really good player. It was, at least. He's still good. Yeah. Anyway. You're probably going to get upset at me for, for picking this, but I thought that the mid-aughts was referring to the the period from 2000 to 2009. Oh, maybe it is. Yeah, maybe it is. Because it doesn't, it's like a zero, it means zero. Yeah, it? you're right. Yeah. So just call it the teens? Yeah. Okay. Well, that was the, the mid-teens. <laughs> Brandon Crawford. <laughs> that was my, yeah, yeah. All right, All right. let's uh, move on. Next team, what do you got? You're the one picking. I don't care. I'll probably say the Phillies. They're not a particularly good club. Wow, you have the Phillies a lot higher on these power I like rankings. the Phillies, yeah. I, I'm aware of the, this has been an ongoing thing for the last, like, three years. that I, <laughs> people, yeah, people have gotten really, up, yeah, I don't have many takes to get people upset anymore, but th- that is one of them. That I, I do think that they can hit. Look at their numbers on offense. Look at their I'm six hitters. I'm, Those, lo- are I'm good. At Those guys it. are good. They've got six good hitters. Apparently Alec Bohm was good, too. I, I don't really know that much about him. But yeah, that's seven good hitters. So that's more than more than anyone else has in that in that category. A scout recently described them to me as inventing new ways to lose. 
From following, you know, our friend Matt Gelb's coverage, it, do- it definitely seems as <laughs> yeah. if they've done some dumb shit. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, hard to tell because, like, Gelb <laughs> has a way of, like, Gelb is very, very good at covering the Phillies, and he's also very good at speaking to the Philadelphia fan, and so I feel like I don't catch many stories where it's like, hey, the Phillies are doing pretty good, but I catch all of them where it's like, this is a crisis. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like, oh no, this is a disaster for the Phillies. Basically. <laughs> yeah, it's just like yeah. every time I log on to twitter.com, that's like what I see is just like Gelb saying things are going awry. Yeah. The Phillies, the Phillies are good for like four times a year. Jim Salisbury will tweet something like, this entire organization should be embarrassed. <laughs> and you'll just be like, well, I got to go look at the box score to see what happened here. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I guess the Phillies have Nolan, Nola and Wheeler, you know. That's annoying. Uh although one of those guys is Zach Wheeler who strikes out like half a dude per inning. I don't know. Okay. But he limits okay. his walks. I like I, I like Wheeler as a pitcher. He's and fine. Nola's good He's too. fine. Yeah. Those, He's are fine two, those are two good, three, four. good fillers. Okay. Okay. And so then, then we got St. Louis and the Reds. I think St. Louis is next. And then the Reds last. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. Talking about erectile dysfunction is not easy. Usually, we just brush it off or blame ourselves, saying things like, I lost my mojo. But with Roman, it is easy to talk about it. With a real healthcare professional who can prescribe real medication, it's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your own home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com scribes and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with a healthcare professional and take care of it. Go to GetRoman.com slash Scribes today. If approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's GetRoman.com slash Scribes. That's GetRoman.com slash Scribes. So, like, the Reds, it profiles as a nightmare scenario, right? Three good pitchers, three game series. This is the most unfair thing that's ever happened in baseball history, that the Dodgers might have to play a club like this. Outside of just the normal variance, right, that they could actually, you know, they could lose a three-game series to the, you know, whomever. Maybe not the Angels, but to any other team in baseball. How nervous should Dodgers fans be if they draw those three guys and the Reds? I don't think as nervous as, as they might be, you know, working themselves up to be, as you might be intimating that they should be. I mean, have you seen the Reds' offense? I'm just asking. Those like, three guys know, are, are yeah, good pitchers. It's not, a favorable, good pitchers. it's not a favorable outcome. They are going to have to pitch their relievers. You know, the Dodgers work pitchers enough that they will have to face, you know, not all those guys are going to finish seven innings. That's just the, the likelihood. I mean, maybe they will. And then you're going to go to fellows who are just not as good out of the bullpen. Amir Garrett's having a very nice season, but, you know, they don't have people there that I think scare the Dodgers in the, in the bullpen. And so I think, you know, if you ask me how many runs they would score in a three-game series against with Trevor Bauer, Luis Castillo, and Sonny Gray on the mound, I would say 11 or 12. And I think that's going to get them two wins, probably. Suarez is hitting 205. Yeah. Votto is hitting 227. Castellanos is hitting 226. Votto, you know, there's no reason to think he's going to start, you know, being a dominant hitter again. You know, 
we love Joe, but he is um, his best days are behind him. Castellanos, this is the kind of hitter he was until the second half of last season. Suarez has been up and down. I'm not sure what's behind this. You know, he's obviously been very good in the past. But beyond that, it's like, I mean, Jesse Winker is a good DH, sure. But, like, what else do they got? I mean, your guy Moose? They have some competent hitters. I mean, this is, you know. Sure, like, sure. Votto is slugging a decent bit. You know, there's some slug there. He's slugging below average for a first baseman, I'm sure, this in this in this year. Yeah, I'm just I'm just saying, like, he's Votto's not, like, completely in the toilet. No. He's still, he's going to put together good at-bats. The offense is not great. I mean, there's I think like that's There's, like, two of these guys that would start for the Dodgers in that series. Maybe one. Who? Winker? Winker would play DH, I guess. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't really I don't really have another guy. I don't there. know. Suarez is like, I mean, you have to project him to be good still, right? Yeah, he would probably they'd, they'd find a way to play him. They'd probably play him at second base. Suarez, yeah. I guess I guess if he he's good. He's base, a good player. Yeah. yeah. He has been. Yeah, he's been like I mean, he's still hit he still has an eight hundred OPS. It's not like he's, you know it's been a long time since he wasn't good. So Bauer has been really good. He's also been facing pretty weak competition. Uh, you know, despite, you know, his own sort of complaints about it on Twitter. Luis Castillo has incredible stuff. And Sonny Gray, you know, had been good, but it was banged up. And, you know, okay, like it's, it profiles as a nightmare scenario, but I don't really view it as, as that much more alarming than, frankly, any three-game series against any decent team. And I, my worry with the Dodgers will be less about them getting, you know, just like crushed by an opposing pitcher, but it would be their own pitching not being in working order and, you know, making mistakes in the bullpen and not getting the proper, you know, enough depth from the starters. I mean, I think that is probably their bigger weak spot than their offense, even though their offense hasn't really clicked this year. Yeah, I, I would agree with you. I think that they're building in some protections to the, that pitching staff that, you know, that maybe we're, we're not, you know, properly appreciating. But I, I, I think that, like, when we've talked about the, you know, in game three, they could go to anyone between Gonsolin, Urias, and, and May, where we also maybe neglected to say there is, you know, where else they can pitch is in game two <laughs> in relief of Walker Bueller, right? If he can't, if he can't complete seven innings. So if Bueller can only, is only equipped to go, you know, a few, like, or if he, if he, if the, if it, if the blister just does not allow him to pitch, like, you know, that'll be fine. They'll go to Urias, basically. That's what's going to happen, I would bet. No, it's not ideal. I think, like, the red, I would personally favor the Reds three guys in that series compared to the Dodgers just because of the, there's a bit more certainty there. I mean, if Bueller had thrown three good starts leading up to the playoffs, I would take the Dodgers, but because he's not, I would take the Reds. Yeah, but I mean, there's also still, I would not be surprised at all, as I've said eight times on this podcast since we started, <laughs> if Bueller threw six or seven scoreless right. innings in that in that in game two of the uh, or game one. It's, it actually seems like they might be aligning them to go the opposite way, and maybe that's so the guys can get whoever pitches in relief in that game can can be bounced back to go in game three. I still think I would favor the Dodgers. Yeah, I mean the the difference is like against the Reds, I, I would peg it at like a sixty percent chance, and against the Marlins, I would peg it at like a seventy percent chance. The Dodgers they are either very committed to doing some bullpen mumbo jumbo or very committed to upsetting their fans en route to the postseason because they had Joe Kelly start last night. They sure did, yeah. They're serious about this, I guess. They're serious about the opener possibility, yeah, for sure, no doubt. It's not hard to parse why they've they've used the two openers that they have, both of whom have starting experience. Relatively recent in Kelly's case, Bruce Dark Gratterall had, had you know came up as a starter, still might start. Kelly was a longtime starter, you know, Start, started a lot of games in the major leagues at not not a totally unsuccessful level. I mean, Kelly is going to get people upset. That's just the, kind of the way he pitches. It's that is kinda, the nature of Joe yeah. Kelly. He's either good or bad, quite good or quite bad, you know, and sometimes in the same game in this, you know, inning between two <laughs> pitch innings. By, pitch to pitch, yeah. Yeah, so I thought they're going to use him. The whole thing is, you know, disrupt the handedness. I don't know about the other, like the team, like the lineups 
as far as who is most platoon, like who will most be hurt by by not knowing which hand the the bulk guy is going to go with. But you know, a lot of these teams, I'm sure, would would be hurt by it. So no, I, I don't I don't think Dodgers fans should worry that much. I mean, like, do you worry about something in your life that you think? You, you know should happen but you might get screwed out of like do, do you spend time worrying about that in advance i mean yes but it, when you know you have no control over it <laughs> yes i yes i do is that productive andy oh that wasn't the question I, I, this is a new question <laughs> okay uh is it productive no but i think i think uh burying sort of emotions out there you know i don't know if that's productive either sure 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 yeah, let's let them all out. Let's let let it out. Yeah. No, I mean, I get what you're saying. I I I I get what you're saying. They should win. They, of course, you know, they should. Yeah. Randomness might dictate that they don't. In which case, like chalk it up to wow. You know, a historically good club had their chances squandered because of a weird rule that that the league instituted on the morning of opening day. <laughs> right. I guess like obviously the Dodgers are going to try and improve their club this coming off season, but. Whether they win the World Series or lose in the first round, are there any like you know significant alterations you think would be worth to make? Like it's kind of like what's the flaw? <laughs> I mean, bullpens are, <laughs> bullpens are in the like yeah. you can't have a great bullpen going into the season. It's like almost impossible, and their bullpen's been you know the best in the National League this year. So, not that I can see. This team is set up to continually be 95-plus win caliber. That's the way that the organization has, has arranged itself. And, you know, this year they did what, you know, fans have been clamoring for for a long time and pushed themselves into the 100-win category. You know, I know they won 100-plus the year before, but they were really more of a, like, a, they were not projected to be that way. I wouldn't have set, expected that. This year they were. You know, with the Mookie Betts edition, they went from, I mean, that's just, that's essentially what that trade did, is it took them from a 95 to 100. And, that you know, we've seen that play out in this season as they've dominated, right? And so... You know, I haven't gone through and examined, but I feel very confident that if the season ends, you know, or when the season ends, they'll be projected as a 95 plus win team and, you know, they'll make tinkerings. You know, I don't expect them to acquire, they can't, they won't acquire another player of Mookie Betts caliber, but, but they'll be good next year too. And, you know, and, and chances are, you know, in the next five years, they're going to win a World Series. That's what I expect. So I just don't know if it's going to be this year or next year or the year after that. But I also would have said the same thing three years ago. I know. Well, it's so funny. We have to do these, uh, you know, as, we, as we've as we talked about on this show before, uh, have to do these, um, you know, postseason picks, I guess. Uh, and, uh, you know, I get to pick my breakout star. It's going to be Tony Gonsolin just for fans. But, like, we have to pick, like, postseason MVP and postseason Cy Young. The Dodgers are my pick to win the World Series, if only because they're the best team. I have no other thought to it than that. So if I think they're going to win the World Series, then my MVP should be their best player and their best pitcher. So it's Mookie Betts and Clayton Kershaw. The problem is I just look like a ridiculous sort of homer, you know? Yeah, well, I guess I would say it seems to me that the the, the Cy Young thing, I mean, there's no real, that, that's not a real award, right? So the I wonder about, that'd be an interesting thing to go back. Like if you look at the last five postseasons, how many times would this would your Cy Young have been on the winning team? I don't think it's nearly as much as the MVP, at least the way we think of it. Oh, for sure. Like, I think it'd be, you know, I would project, if I had to guess, I would say Mookie Betts is the MVP. And the pitcher, I don't know that I would go with a Dodger. I would probably go with, like, it might be the AL team that they end up beating, you know? My pick for the for the World Series is Dodgers-Yankees, because I think they're the two best teams, and the Yankees are healthy. So it would be like Garrett Cole, probably. Yeah, like, that seems reasonable. Or maybe, you know, Shane Bieber. Although, like, I, I don't know. The, uh, but the Indians aren't even good, so. No, but I tell you what, man. Cleveland can pitch. They can really pitch, and they have, you know, two very good hitters. 
you know, which like uh, you also have to bat seven other guys, which, you know, the rules kind of make that a little unfair, but they can really pitch. We'll see. Actually, Francisco Lindor has been pretty mediocre this year. They have one. Great yeah, hitter. I was wondering who you were who you were referring to as their I second. Just, we I talked just about this recently. Lindor was no, playing he's, well. No, he's, he's fine. The rest of the lineup, man, not too not too intimidating. It's a bad club. If you like, Cleveland fans must be just so frustrated because they can just like roll out great pitching year after year after year, and the lineup is just, ugh. man, that's frustrating. By the time we record next week, uh, the Dodgers will be not out of the postseason possibly but they might be on the ropes if the season might be on the brink if they lose game one yeah well we do a monday one too so or, or for tuesday so we'll preview that when we'll know who the opponent is well no have yeah we'll we'll have a little bit more of the opponent maybe we'll have a cross promotion with uh the beat writer for the other opponent who do you think it's going to be andy I just guess the reds i don't know i'll take the models the Marlins that that requires the most kind of uh, stuff happening though. Yeah, I believe in the to, Phillies. Oh, because you're betting on the Phillies. Yeah, you're I'm a, a Phillies guy. You're like a Phillies guy, and Carrig is a Brewers guy. Like every time we start talking about the playoffs, he's like, "Oh, I don't know. Like Fish and the Brewers would be pretty tough." And I'm like, "Mark, they have a losing record." I'm a Philly guy, man. <laughs> yeah, I love love Philadelphia. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We will be back on Monday with a more in depth preview of the Dodgers' first round opponent. Uh, stay safe and have a good one. Thank you.